I'm ready when y'all are, I guess. All right, ready? Yep. All right, three, two, whatever. Wow. All right. It's been what? Two years? <laughs> two years? Like, welcome back, y'all. Like, it's how are you guys, first of all? How are you? Connor? Uh, I wasn't ready for this type of question. I was really hoping to get straight into the basketball stuff. <laughs> so, you're not, <laughs> so you're not here to build any connection with our probable audience of like five people? I think our audience already knows how I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, it makes so much sense considering you, Connor Byrne, is a man of zero social media. So I'm sure everybody knows exactly how you're doing. When they feel, uh, when they hear the song of the wind, they know I'm there. Jesus, for the love of God, I hate you so much. <laughs> but, well, what's up, everybody? My name is Francis Carlotta. I'm joined by Connor Byrne and Grant Heckinger. And, Grant, say hello. Hey, um,. I enjoyed my hiatus. Yeah, I really needed a rest from celebrity lifestyle after our podcast got so big. You know, I uh, just right. kind of w- went off into the woods, found myself. And, right. Uh, what I'm was back to, back to have my Kanye, Justin Timberlake, um, you know. What was the name of our last podcast or... again? Don't Sweat the Technique. Correct. Yeah. What are your uh, thoughts on that? Do you, I mean, we can keep the same name because currently we don't have a name. I mean, we could keep it. We could change it. What are you feeling? I'm thinking uh, off the top of my head, you know, the, there's the visionaries of people who talk about basketball and it really, there's really only the TNT crew. Uh-huh. So something along the lines of, uh, you know, flattery towards them. Okay. So I don't know if that gets anything going for you guys. Uh, for Charles <laughs> Barkley, we, we might call ourselves, what about, a, what about Belly Button Vaseline? That has nothing to do with sports, I don't think. What are you talking think. about? That has, that's how uh, Charles has a thing where he talks about it. He put Vaseline in his belly buttons to then, so he could put his finger in there and then keep his lips looking good on oh camera during games. Jesus Connor, that, is, that is pretty graphic. I don't think that's, that's very graphic. I don't think that's your, kid-friendly at all. Your average uh, consumer is not going to be attracted to a podcast. No, with that I, I agree. Need something catchy. Give us something catchy, Connor. I, I'm down to make it inside the NBA and and uh, an ode to them, but something catchier than something with Vaseline, preferably. Well, do we want a pun? Do we want, I don't know, do we want just a, a real straightforward title? Could be. Oh. Could be. Go ahead, Carter. Uh, no, you go ahead. I was thinking as I was brainstorming just driving in my car, and I'm the worst with names, but I thought something quick and catchy would be Box and two, or box? No, that box two. Box and one. Yeah, the box. Box and one. I think that would be cute. It's really who, quick. It's short. Who's the box and who's the one? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. It's it's got to apply to us in some way. I really think. Who would be the best perimeter defender out of the three of us? We we'll put you put me anywhere on the court. I'll be the best. But when then you got to think of like the economics, competitive advantage. You know. 
I think I think the two of you would be better rim protectors. And I've I lost first of all, I lost 120 pounds. Oh, I'm here actually, we go. I'm actually a decent, <laughs> this is what this is all about. I'm a decent <laughs> uh perimeter defender nowadays, if uh if you ask me. And I think I could really hound people on the ball and have you tall, lanky white men really block shots down there. Well, should it be if there's three of us, should it be like triangle and and none or something? I don't know. The classic triangle defense. What, what about the tri- triangle offense? We could have a new triangle offense. I like triangle offense. But that's a little on the nose. I don't know. That's long. Yeah, it's a little longer. I was just thinking of something kind of catchy. I'm, I'm, what, I'm, I, no, what about. I, I like it. Back, I like it. Back to Charles Barkley. <laughs> Jesus. In the time of we're, uh, the time that we're recording this right now, what about 4 p.m. donuts? You like that? Oh, I do like that, actually. Do you really? I it's short. I like something quick and short, and I love donuts. But I, want I do something like something quick and short related, or something sports well, related. It, this is yeah. This isn't just straight basketball. Yeah, something sports related. I like so. I like I like boxing one. I like boxing one but too. All right, we'll we'll hold I just it don't off. Get how it? Maybe we'll hold off for next time. But let's not throw out four p.m. donuts yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then let okay. let as the week goes by, just see how the. Uh, the sound of belly button Vaseline. Oh my god! <laughs> Lulls you this? to sleep at night. <laughs> How about this? How about this? So another thing, not to keep doing fucking random ass plugs about myself, but I can make a Twitter poll about it, and because I have a, a full full Twitter account dedicated to sports, so I have my main Twitter account, but I made a Twitter account sports related because I have a blog and everything, and I have a decent, I have like a hundred and twenty some followers. I can tweet a, I can tweet that we're doing a podcast, talk about you know, possible name suggestions and have people vote and see what happens. Do you want to let the people decide? Maybe we should just let them choose without even giving suggestions. Kind of the same way that important uh, Marine thing that actually made an important discovery was actually got named uh, Bodie McBoatface or something. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? What? Yeah. What? People are, yeah, those polls always turn out great. Yeah. <laughs> it was like it was this important scientific discovery that people didn't give enough credit to yeah. because it was named Bodie McBoatface. Oh, yeah. for the love of God, <laughs> Francis! I just want to say you said titter there like four times. Oh, excuse and... me. I blame my my underbite and my speech impediment. Yeah, Twitter. But I bet you feel like a real dick now, Grant. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Grant. Making if, fun of the it... challenged. Yeah, if it makes you feel any better, I'd never noticed before. So yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Now a way to boost my self esteem. Twitter. So how, how, how we're just the uh, the note we as a placeholder, we're just the no name podcast or the podcast with no name, and we can just have this be a segment until we figure something out. I'm about it. I'm fine with that. This is a long segment. Yeah, but you know it's worth it. We have it to could, really yeah. nail it. Could end up something. being our best segment though. It could. It be. might be the only thing we're we're known for. That's yeah. true. That's true. We could go viral for this one topic, and they're like, "Oh, you know, their basketball talk and sports talk is okay, but their name stuff." That's maybe yeah. maybe this name is our weekly recurring segment. That could be it. That would be good. I like that. Yeah, as I as I said before, it's been a while. We've it's been what two years since we've done a show, and a lot of sports things have happened. Some pretty big deals. Tiger Woods won a major. He won the Masters. Which is just unbelievable to me. Still, do you? I do have like really quick question. If Tiger wins another major, do you think it would get the same fanfare as him winning the Masters last year? No. Right. I was thinking that too with the Masters coming up and everything. I don't think it would either. Which is 
I, I feel a little unfair because if he were to win the Masters two years in a row, that's insane. I mean, to go back-to-back Masters champion, that's that's unbelievable. But it would be like, oh, it's Tiger being Tiger again. This is awesome, good for golf. But it wouldn't be the same. I don't know. I mean, I think it might not be quite the same, but I think it, I think it would be pretty close. I mean, we've we've gotten to the point past that. Even it's it's been a while now, and I think everyone's kind of we're back kind of down on Tiger a little bit. We're not yeah. like we're not like oh he's the same old Tiger. We're not at that point anymore. So it would be almost as amazing for him to win another Masters. Are, or another, or another are people down on him? Because he I'm not he's down been performing on well. It seems like every term except for the one here and there. I don't know. Recently. I haven't watched golf in six months. I turned the TV <laughs> on. Every time I see it on TV, I'd be like, ah, not today. And then, yeah, Tigers, Tigers not playing. <laughs> the other day, the other day, the Honda Classic, I was like, you know what? It's like feeling like spring outside. It's time to watch some golf. So I, I, I watched watch watch the, watch... the, the Honda Classic. Yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys could both off the top of your head say where that event is held. It's in Florida. Grant, did you know that? I would have said it's in the continental United States. <laughs> and I would have been right. It is right. in Florida. I forgot the golf course, though. I should know it to be quite fair, but it is pretty confident in Florida, I think. I hope I'm right about that. But pretty, yeah, like, was, pretty fucked it's not in Japan, but whatever. Because of, of Honda? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's totally fair. I mean, it's... <laughs> I thought that was a coronavirus <laughs> statement. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Well, a lot of a lot of major major sports things have happened. You know, freaking the Toronto Raptors won an NBA title. Kevin Durant tore his entire leg off, basically, and Steph Curry broke his hand. He's been out for an entire year. He makes his debut tomorrow, right? Sunday tonight. It's tonight. Tonight. Oh, it's tonight. tonight. Yeah, tonight. tonight. Damn. So on, it's actually tonight. on uh, on prime time too. So that's good. Yeah, and they're playing the Raptors, which. I feel like that was done on purpose. You know, he was supposed to play the crappiest team in the world, the Wizards, whoever they are. They're supposed to play the Wizards, right? That was that was Steph's return. But then they pushed that back, and now he's playing the Raptors. I blacked out after your Wizards comment. <laughs> <laughs> naturally, uh, naturally. Yeah, what, when's, did they play the Nuggets already? Because I remember there was a whole debate about them. Waiting before or after that game, and their excuse was something to do with the uh, yeah, they, mile they, high. I think they played them on Sunday. Yeah, that's not they, that's not a good game to bring someone back. Probably no. no. <laughs> it is a funny excuse though to not play when your injury is a hand injury. Yeah, <laughs> but I, mean, I guess yeah, it's not conditioned or whatever. Yeah, but... not conditioned, all that stuff. Like if, yeah, Zion, if Zion had made it, had made his debut there, he would have been ventilated. Speaking of Zion, he was he he well, he played pretty well last night against the Mavs, but he definitely showed that he was the second night of a back to back. Oh yeah, like he was, he's he definitely he was, was gassed. For yeah, sure. he he was gassed. A lot of his shots were barely hitting the rim. Like his free throws, I mean, he's not a good free throw shooter in general, but his free throws barely hit rim. I mean, he was gassed, but yeah. he still put up twenty point twenty and like twenty seven, twenty eight, something like that. Yeah, yeah. He's he runs though when he's not sprinting, like kind of everyone does at the wreck after about four pickup games back on defense. Yeah. The way, like, he just looks – his knees and this is heavy. Yeah. Yep, he looks like me. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 looks so, he looks so immobile until he starts going full yeah. speed, and then it's like, oh, my yeah. God. He well, his change of pace – yeah, his burst, his change of pace is, is ungodly. I, yeah. We've never seen anything like that. It's, it's unbelievable. But – you know, a lot a lot of things have happened in the past past couple of years, and you know, entering the NBA season, it's been 
it's been an interesting season, I think, for, for the we're now three quarters of the way through. You know, everyone was entering the year with, you know, there could be seven, eight teams who could possibly win a title. And for me, it's like it's we're back to the normal. You have the top, top two, three teams, and that's really it. Like, don't, no one's really giving a shot to other teams not named the Lakers, Clippers, and Bucks. Is, is that fair to you? Wait, so is your opinion that people aren't giving other teams respect or that you're not giving other teams the same chance? I, I'm not I'm not giving other teams the same chance, and I don't think other sports people are either. I would disagree. I don't know if they're only about other sports. I, no, I, I think I disagree on both of those accounts. I think that okay. the NBA has, like, eight teams right now that people are all that are saying, like, yeah, sure, they can make the finals. I'm not, I don't think people are saying, I'm putting $50 on the line. This is who I'm choosing. But in the realm of, yeah, that'd be, that could happen in the finals, and I wouldn't be shocked. There's about eight teams in there. Okay, yeah, so name, name do, you, do you feel the same way, Grant? I was going to say, if there's not that, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, there's, there's not No, but there's not that, you know, definitivism. That's not a word, is it? That's not a word at all. <laughs> okay. It's not like the, the LeBron East where it's just like, oh, the, yeah, the, it the, has, the Heat are making the finals. Like, it's it's like, and 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 the there's not, you know, I, I get what you're saying. There's the separation between the top teams and the bottom teams. There's always that. But I think this is the first year in a long, long time where the East is can hold a candle to the West, and it's it's actually a pretty even fight between those two conferences. Okay. Well, you take – do you again tell both of you tell me if you agree or not? The top three teams of the NBA, when fully healthy, are no, in no order: the Bucks, Lakers, and Clippers. Do you yes. agree? Uh, no, I put Bucks top team in the NBA, and then I have seven teams all after that. Really? So you yeah. don't think the Lakers and Clippers have distanced themselves? No, I don't. I think the Why? Lakers, Clippers. So I, I put it with Lakers, Clippers. Denver, Houston, Boston, Toronto, and Philly, and then maybe the Heat, but not real, but probably not the Heat. Wow, I put well, the Heat I, over over Philly at this point. At this I, point, with no Ben Simmons. Well, I just don't care about the the Phillies' regular season. I think come playoff time, if the guys are both healthy, which I think was part of the I don't know if that was part of the question or not, but I think assuming those guys are both healthy in playoff times, and the fact that the games are never back to backs, that helps the Seventy Sixers. So why why do you not th- if you think that about the Sixers why do you not think that about the Clippers is my question I just don't see the Clippers I don't well I have the same thing I think it helps that also helps the Clippers I just think the Clippers aren't necessarily any better in a seven game series than the Sixers are interesting okay yeah that's interesting yeah I hmm. so for like like I said for me I I do think the Bucks are the best team in the NBA right best record et cetera et cetera. But I, you, you mentioned the old LeBron teams in the East. Why are we not giving the same credence to Giannis and the Bucks? They have the best record. They've pummeled the East. They're, they've just pummeled the NBA. So why, why are you not willing to give them the same credence as LeBron and his caps? So my, my take is, I mean, before the season especially, my take on the Bucks was, I mean, after watching them in the playoffs last year, um, I mean – Giannis is stoppable. You can plan against Giannis. Uh, Chris right. Middleton was gigantic Chris wall. Middleton, right? Chris Middleton was their go-to guy in the clutch um, against the Sixers and uh-huh. the Raptors. Uh-huh. Um, and they they had to like they 
Giannis couldn't get anything. They got to have someone who can hit a pull-up mid-range shot at times, and it yeah. also had to be Chris Middleton. And Chris Middleton was good in that role. So, I mean, coming this season, I just expected that same thing. Um, Giannis, there's just there's ways to plan around Giannis, and they're just a great regular season team. They're just going to steamroll their teams in the regular season. Um, and in the playoffs, you know, it's, it's a completely different game. You can't rely on your bench. You know, you're playing seven games against people, against, you know, team's best seven players, and they, they can figure you out after game two or three. Uh-huh. Uh, but, I mean, if they win 70 games and if they have the best net rating of all time huh. and if they're, do- and they're doing all that with – I mean, Giannis obviously putting up incredible numbers. Mm-hmm. Chris, Chris Middleton is – He's had a career I mean, season. The, the thing about him not being a good good enough number two is just gone now. He's having a 50-40-90 season, yeah. 20, 21 points a game, and he's averaging less than 30 minutes a game. Yeah. And Gian- Giannis is at 31 minutes. So they're, they're doing this all with those guys barely even like playing, really. I mean, you, you up those guys' minutes to 35, 37 minutes a game in the playoffs and no telling what they can do. So I think if they win 70 games and they're this incredible power, there's just a point where by the force of that talent, and their domination that just goes out the window. Their their playoff history and and that those doubts go out, go out the window. So I think I mean if they finish the season like they've been playing and, and there's no you know let up, then I think they're the overwhelming favorite favorites to make the finals in the East. So you do think that? So you do agree with the sentiment that we should be giving the Bucks the same credence as we should, we gave LeBron and the Cavs when oh it's automatic they're going to make the finals like that, that I, that's I, a team. I wouldn't say that Giannis is not. Prime LeBron still. He's I mean he's as incredible as he is. He's not prime LeBron. LeBron dragged um some really lackluster teams, sporting casts, to uh the finals on multiple occasions. Um and, and the East was a lot weaker during those times also. True. Um the East is definitely taking a step forward this year. So I, I wouldn't say it's as, as much of a guarantee, you know. You could chalk it up with LeBron. It, it, he's going to be in the finals. But it, it is a funny. I, I would say the Bucks are the overwhelming favorite for sure. It is a funny thing because Francis kind of keeps getting uh, after you on, on the question of then why are you not just saying it's a done deal? And yeah. uh, and I would and I'm both on both sides of the argument as well. Where even if you took if you took Giannis off that team, let's say he gets hurt, I'm still saying the Bucks are the favorites to come out of the East. Really? Yeah, I would say they're still the favorites. Like, if I were to choose one who's most likely, I'd say Bucks. But either way, without Giannis, yeah, without him. But either way, if I just say right now, are the Bucks making the finals? I still have to think about it. Either way, like if I had to hmm. choose one any team, either way, if he plays or not, I choose the Bucks. But then if I had to go Bucks or Field, it's like, oh, just so much can happen. Uh, they didn't do that well last year in the playoffs, even though they're better this year. Like, there's just. But they're like they're a lot better this year. Yeah, that's that's the. I mean, I mean, it's not like they're doing the Warriors' 73 win season here, where they're just like going all out. Like you know, the Warriors have won that title, and they're like, oh, what's the next thing we do? Oh, let's break the record for wins in a season. Yeah. So they were, were going all out. The Bucks are barely even playing their stars. Yeah, like you said, and, and they're minutes that absolutely Giannis destroying and Chris people. Are playing. Yeah. Huh. So Connor. It, Without Giannis Antetokounmpo, who will be, who should be, and will be the MVP, you still think the Bucks are the favorite to make it out of the East? Yeah, because they even when he doesn't play, it makes no difference. They beat everybody by twenty. All of a sudden, then Chris Middleton scores forty that night because 
he gets more shots or someone else gets 25, you know, it, it doesn't seem to make a difference. They're so well put together. They are so unbelievably well put together. Everyone on that team is a good defender. Everyone can shoot. Everyone can protect the paint. Uh, that that it uh, I don't think it really no, I don't think it makes that much of a difference. Huh, okay. okay. I think that's are actually you, the biggest you... I think that's actually the biggest case that I don't think Jonas is a clear cut MVP. I think he's a clear cut, he's been the best player in basketball this year. But in the definition of most valuable, no, I don't think he's the MVP. Wow. In the terms of the pure def- like meaning of valuable versus best. He's right. the best player in the NBA, so because I think you get the MVP. But now, if you're actually if you're one of those voters, it's like who actually ensured their team had a good regular season. That's LeBron. That's LeBron, and it's not yeah. that close considering yeah. the Lakers on-off numbers. Even with AD on the floor, no LeBron. It's like, yeah, AD doesn't know what to do on the floor <laughs> without LeBron. It's really odd. It's just a weird mix of people on the floor. Yeah, so. I mean, you know, you know the the net rating is very similar, like. The on the on off net rating for both of them, like the Lakers have been bad without LeBron, and the Bucks have been good with Giannis. But the Bucks have been so good, or so the Bucks have been good without Giannis. Sorry, but the Bucks have been so good with Giannis that that difference in those two is about the same for LeBron and Giannis. Hmm. You know, does that, does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. Explain that clearly. Yeah. So, uh, you think LeBron? Um. So, quick question: Is that why you're? so high on Philly is because you think they match up well with the Bucks just with their size? Uh, I mean, Philly was w- the most miraculous shot of all time away from being NBA champs last year, and their team right. didn't get worse, really. So, But it but it did a little bit. I mean, because the Jimmy Butler's gone? I mean, Jimmy Butler's gone. Al Horford has not been good. Yeah, yeah Al, Horford has a, Al Horford's he, really struggled. He has struggled, but I, and he he does he didn't fit at extremely well in the first place. Anyways, they mostly got him just to keep him from guarding Embiid and to maybe help on help with Giannis. He hasn't fit that well, but I think he'll, as he always is, he's much he'll be much more valuable come playoff time than he okay. is right now. Well, okay, again, I I haven't checked Ben Simmons' health in a while. Do you I I do you know if or when he's coming back? He is coming back, but it's so I think they just. They're just waiting him out right now, so okay. it'll be at least a couple more weeks. Okay. Okay. Okay, Chris, I guess for some reason I was under the weird suspicion that he was out for a very long time, but okay. No. Okay, that's good. That's good. I mean, Let me see. I'm, look, I'm looking it up. Philly, yeah, please do. Please do. Philly was actually my pick to make it out of the East preseason. Like, that, that's the team I chose. I thought the, I thought the Bucks would be hurt by losing Malcolm Brockton a lot more than – I mean, they're not hurt by losing him at all, but I thought they would be affected – by losing Brock. Yeah, how weird is that that who would have thought that not only do the Bucks not really need Brogdon, but Brogdon also like they don't even miss him, but Brogdon is also a star. Like how would have thought I would have thought neither of those things would happen. Yeah. Now both of them happen at the same time. Yeah. Like Brogdon became the star and, and Milwaukee doesn't even really need yeah. him. Like that's crazy. Yeah, it's it which is it's also it's honestly a, a compliment to Malcolm Brogdon that he's actually a decent he's a really good NBA player. So that's good yeah. for him that he can find another niche on another basketball team and still yeah. be a quality contributor. But you know, I thought the Bucks would have regressed. You know, I had them finishing second in the East. I had them. I had the. I had Philly finishing first, making it out the conference. And now the Bucks have kind of just slapped that back in basically everybody's faces who thought the, the Sixers would make it out. <laughs> and I, I, I do agree with you, Connor, that the Sixers aren't the best matchup 
for for Milwaukee. Um, and I do, I do think Boston. Oh, I didn't say that. Oh, you don't. Okay, well, I think they are the best matchup. But yeah, I'm not saying they're not either. I, I, I said don't that. Necessarily say that. Yeah. I I personally think they are the the best matchup for them, but I could also see Boston at full strength being a decent team, and obviously Toronto's had a really good season as well. And you know there are good teams in the East. They've they definitely improved, like you said. The Miami just absolutely rocked the Bucks at home just a couple nights ago, but it was the second night of a back to back. And three or four. Right. Yeah, right. So, I mean, there's that. Um, but my my thing is, even with how good, how, how much improved the East is, the Bucks are just so good. I mean, they, they're, they're such a damn good team that even LeBron, when he was with the Cavs, they weren't putting up a record like this, and they weren't playing at a level like this, and we were just giving them the conference. But even then, when we were giving him the conference, he would still have some tough matchups against the Pacers and against, um, like, thinking of other teams they faced in the playoffs. But they, he would still have tough matchups, and obviously he'd eventually make it out because it's LeBron James. But he would still have tough matchups, whereas now Milwaukee's making the East look like a, like a, like a dance. It's, it's just super easy for him to do, and they, they've just absolutely run through the East and I just think their level of play is higher than those Cavs teams when we would just give them the conference. So for me, I'm willing to just give Milwaukee the conference and just say, all right, we'll see you in the finals against, in my opinion, only most likely the Lakers or the Clippers. Because you look below the Clippers who have actually risen up from a a tough month of February, late January, but they're now second in the West again. You look past the Lakers and the Clippers, you get to Denver, Houston, OKC is actually like fifth. The the Jazz, um, I'm missing a team, I think. But you look you look below the Clippers. I don't see one of those teams beating LA any of the LA teams in a series. Who do you have? Let's say that because my examples of the team that I could see winning uh, in a seven game series versus anybody is the Rockets, as one of the ones that weren't part of your big three. Yeah. Uh, and I, so I'm just curious, what about the Clippers or the Lakers? Do you think beats the Rockets in the seven game series? Like, what do you what do you think makes the Rockets not be able to compete? Well, the, my my biggest thing for the Rockets is I very much appreciate Daryl Morey and the whole organization going all in into small ball. I appreciate that this is that they've been fully invested. This is what they think is the best thing for the roster. They're gonna go they're gonna go all in, and it's working in the regular season, which is good. But I'm still a part of the people who thinks that when they make it to the playoffs, when you play a team like the Lakers or the Clippers or, hell, even the Nuggets for, for that matter, you play them in a seven-game series where you're playing this one team for an entire series. You're not having to deal with back-to-backs. You're not having to deal with external game planning for maybe a, another game like two nights later. You're focusing on this one team. For me, I don't think small ball would work in a seven-game series against a team as talented, as deep, as long, as good defensively as the Lakers and the Clippers, or even the Nuggets. The Nuggets are, are a great defensive team as well. So I, I just don't, I don't see it lasting for a seven-game series. While I appreciate what they're doing, I think it's working, it's working really well in the regular season. But it's one of those things for me that when you get to the playoffs, basketball changes. It's just a totally different game, and you focus on that one team for a full series – you would be able to exploit the multiple mismatches that will be on the floor when you're playing small ball. So that's my thing I, with the Rockets. I almost think that 
that point of basketball changes in the playoffs helps the Rockets more than those other teams because uh, if you want to call it a match, all of a sudden it's more about matchups in the playoff in a seven-game series is uh, every team pretty much has guys you have to hide defensively, right? Mm-hmm. And you can Well, the Clippers yeah. don't. Clippers do. They have Lou Williams, who's their number two, like their number two scorer in the team. This they, year. The thing is, they they don't have to play Lou Williams. Okay, that's well. Then that's a different team. If, if, if you're if you're playing the Rockets, I, but my thing is, I think the Rockets have I give them a lot better chance after what they've done, and the way they've been utilizing Russ. But but the Clipper, both the Clippers and the Lakers can throw out lineups that can completely just counter those. And, and the Clippers are just gonna. Oh, you want to go small? We're just gonna beat you your own game. Like we'll put out. Patrick Beverly, Paul George, Kawhi, um, more Marcus Morris, and name whoever else, and you know, good luck. Like, and I don't, you know, I don't think there's a, I don't to... think there's anything about that. Then, if you take off like the type of guys, often get uh, help offenses. Like, you take away the Lou Williams, you take away the JJ Redick type players of the NBA in a playoff series versus the Rockets. I don't think then all of a sudden the Clippers' offense is better than the Rockets' offense will be. And let's say you say they were each going to be. And I think the Rockets' defense now is actually really good. They're now seventh in the league since that trade. Okay. Well, I know about no, that. No, I mean, yeah. but Connor, my, but my thing is, that's for points per possession, not right. like points at the end of the game. Yeah. Right. Well, my, I mean, my thing is, in the regular season, I, it's it's gonna work. You know, I because you're you, again, like I mentioned, back to backs. You're facing teams who aren't gonna make the playoffs, and you're gonna r- run off a string of wins. And you're going to put up really good numbers because you're not always playing quality teams every night in, night out. But when you get to the playoffs, you're going to be facing quality teams for basically the entire time. And they get to game plan against you for a full series. So when you get to that point, it's hard for me to envision them. I mean, I can see them making it out the first round, maybe the second. But I I really have a hard time seeing them beating the top two teams in the West, the Lakers and the Clippers, in a seven-game series. Because that they'd have they, they like what Grant said, they can just run out a lineup that can negate a lot of what the Rockets do, and and if if something doesn't work, say like say the Lakers lose game one, they can game plan and fix something. And what are the Rockets going to do? They're going to do the same thing. They're just going to play small. Like they're going to keep be doing the same thing for the whole series. Am I wrong about that? No, they're going to do though. Yeah, they're going to play small. Right. So they're just going to do the same thing the entire they series. Don't, they don't have another right, choice. Which is my. They don't have. They don't. That's my point. Have a center. That's my right. point. Like they don't have a choice. Whereas the Lakers and the Clippers, they can read and adapt and make the necessary adjustment adjustments throughout the series to to beat them. Right, but what are their adjustments? I'm not a coach. Like <laughs> that would that would be. <laughs> okay. on, I mean, I would tr- I would trust them to figure that out because, you know, I that that would be something they'd figure out. They'd probably fix some pick and roll adjustments or pick and roll coverages or. You know, figure out who to close out on. Who I mean, I'm sure they'd figure something out. But you know, I'm willing to trust a an NBA a, a, a staff of NBA coaches and very smart, knowledgeable NBA players like a LeBron or like a Kawhi to figure something out throughout throughout the stretch of a seven seven game series. I think the East is going to come down really to matchups, and that's what it's all about. I think you know, the Sixers match up well against the Bucks, and the Raptors match up well against the Sixers. And the Celtics, you know, I give them like a higher ceiling than the Raptors, but they don't really match up that well with the Bucks. Um, so I, I think in the East, it's just all about kind of who's going to end up playing who. And that's, and the Bucks are obviously the overwhelming favorite, but I think 
when it comes down to the Eastern Conference Finals, it's about going to be about who plays who. Yeah. And in the West, I feel like it's just kind of the Lakers and Clippers aren't you know as dominant as the no. Bucks, but but they're you know they're all vets, they're versatile lineups, and and they can kind of they're just better than the teams below them. It doesn't really matter who they're playing; they're going to be able to find a matchup against them. They can just they can do it all. Like that that's that that's yeah. been the thing with the Lakers and the Clippers for me the entire season is they can do it all when needed to. Like they they have yeah. many different types of basketball they can play, which is I, I don't know what else you need in the playoffs. Like you need if you have that ability to adapt and be flexible in your strategies and 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 just what you're doing, that is the recipe to winning a series and to winning winning the winning of the whole title is being able to adapt yeah. to other teams. And you know, as you mentioned about matchups, I, I I don't think there are three better teams in the in the in the in the NBA who can match up with anybody better than the Bucks, Clippers, and the Lakers. And I mean, again, yeah. and that, that, that is kind of like a knock on the Rockets, Connor. Like that, that's my thing that as great as they are in the regular season and they have been very good, they don't have that ability to adapt. They don't. Yeah. I, I just don't agree with the premise that the, you need to be able to adapt to win. I think if, if you're just, if whatever your thing is works, then other teams have to adapt to you, and you, it doesn't matter. I mean, the sure. Warriors didn't adapt to other teams because it was something the other team was doing. They ran out the same come playoff time, the Hampton Five for 30 minutes, and yeah. did whatever they did for the other 18 minutes of game, and they beat everybody. It doesn't matter what the other team I think did. We had this, I think we had this exact same – I'm having deja vu right now because I'm pretty sure you made this comparison between the Rockets and the Warriors two years ago, and the Rockets are not the – like the Warriors are the best team of all time, right? Yeah. I do. I that's do think. Talent, I do remember this. Team of all yeah. time. I do remember. I think this. two years and ago, I said the, Ro- the Rockets whole thing. The Warriors in that series, which I do still agree with. They, they should have. Yeah. They, that, no, they absolutely, absolutely could have. Um, if like a Chris Paul, of course, Draymond Green was. If hurt they made a three pointer. <laughs> all, all things be equal, right? That, that's the thing with the Rockets. That was all about the system, and that means it's all about variance. So you can't really. It's hard to trust them through you know, maybe a twenty-eight game slate yeah, there, that... where it's just they they got to win sixteen of those games. And it's against the highest level competition, and they're going to force them into the toughest shots they yeah. can. And they're just relying on threes, and then Russ attacking the basket, and that's that's what they're doing. So it, it's it's variance. It's just when you're shooting that many threes, you know, it's either going to be hit or miss. Yeah. yeah, to some degree, but not necessarily the high one. Still, most of their shots are on the bat. Like there's still majority of shots are on the basket, and then we take enough threes in a game that variance starts to go away. Unless you just have like a truly awful or great night. Which they, I mean, they they can't, which they have. Yeah. I, I, well, look. I think the, we'll just have to agree to disagree at this point. For yeah, uh, I mean, I, the bottom line is the Rockets. They've went all in on small ball, which is awesome. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's so great of them. I love I love Daryl Morey taking the initiative to say, okay, these are the players we have. This is what will work the best, and let's go all in, even if it goes it goes totally against the NBA culture, whatever, whatever. I love that. I love him taking that stance and then going all in, and if it works fantastic and if it doesn't you know it doesn't but you know what i love about daryl Morey is that he's willing to he's willing to try anything to win which yeah. is awesome that's I'm ha- i mean it's awesome. i'm happy for dan tony that he found a gm yes not necessarily i think a slide against the suns guy i don't know anything about the suns guy uh that let him do this because he always talks about how his biggest regret with those sons is not leaning more into the uh whatever people call it the seven seconds or less uh it's not it's just not going all out with yeah. running gun yeah. So 
That's Fred. funny. The Suns guy is the guy who had a goat shit in That's his true. office. Is, the, is that the, still the same guy? Wait, what? I think <laughs> it's the it's the Suns owner. You ever heard that yeah, story? Heard that story. Yeah. And whose office? Okay. The owner's office. In in his in the owner's office. I don't, is it the Suns owner? Is it the owner, the owner or the GM? Yeah. Okay. It was the Suns owner who's I I remember hearing about it. It was on the Zach Lowe podcast a while ago, like last summer or something. Yeah. But yeah, somebody was telling the story. <laughs> but it's funny. It's I think we can all agree, at least that. Um, that four or five Rockets Jazz matchup, if that's what it ends up being, that's going to be really yeah. interesting. That's going to be a chess match because what do you do with Rudy Gobert? Because I mean, yeah, he was guarding guarding Russell Westbrook, and Russell Westbrook just went at him last time they played. I'm, I'm, um, I'm most interested in a possible Rockets Nuggets to see Jokic because he's him and Embiid are the only true, not only true, are the two best bully ball players in the NBA mm-hmm. if when they need mm-hmm. to be. So that's a matchup yeah. I think would be really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hell, the Rockets against any team with a top ten big would be a fun matchup because what do you do with them? Like, you, what do you? What does the team with that big do? So that that that'll just be fun in general. But it's funny you say I think, that. I think it's also interesting. Go ahead, Durant. Sorry, I think it's also interesting just because the Rockets have Rockets are so small, but they have guys who can guard the yeah. like They have like those, PJ. They have Harden and, and PJ yeah. Tucker. And even Russ Westbrook, I wouldn't want to fucking post a yeah, Russ Westbrook. No, I'm uh, good. Like they had they had good post defenders yeah. for guards, so I'm, that that kind of makes I'm it. I'm tired of too. people just attacking James Harden and ISO, thinking that's a strategy. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. The guy it's... is so strong, and he's actually a good defender. He's so strong. After he's like, yeah, he's smart yeah. as hell. Like he's you can't be that good offensively without knowing what yeah. you're doing. You know, you got to be smart. You got He's going to be able to read. Yeah. You. No, I don't think. So, I mean, you don't. You don't have attack him ISO. Team, attack team, him on ja- team Giannis also right? game lost because they kept ISOing Harden in the in the, yeah. In the paint. Yeah, yeah. I think the the only we. I don't think people necessarily knocked Harden for being a, a bad quote unquote on ball defender. It was more of his off ball instincts that was his biggest knock. But he's a decent on ball yeah. defender and a and a really good post defender. Then he lead the league in knockaways yeah. from the post or something last season. Some some interesting stat about about his post post defending, but he yeah he's a solid post defender for sure. But it's interesting you yeah. said that Connor about D'Antoni because remember they thought about firing him for a little bit. You know they he that was like a thing. They weren't sure if he was going to stay the coach of the Rockets, but you know now it seems that they're all kumbaya and this is what we're going to do, and they all seem to be on the same page. So you know that's that's really good to see. Yeah, but. You know, for me that for me that as I mentioned before, the lack of parity was what I thought was what my view of the NBA, and I really appreciate hearing both of you kind of push back on that and how you do think it's a little bit more open, um, and that's you know I, really really good to hear. And because I was worried because I, I I really was like, are we going to go into the playoffs and it's just going to be it's the same you know top three teams and other ones are just going to be fighting to get to those positions? But you know I like hearing from the both of you that it's not as clear cut as that, that it's a lot more open, but you know, for me, that was one of the biggest surprises was my, my thought of a lack of parity, but what about you guys? You know, I'm sure you got, you all had predictions about the season, how you think it would go. Like what, what are for y'all the biggest surprises of the NBA season so far? Uh, well, I'll go first here. I really kind of touched on a couple of these actually, uh, because we started talking about the, the Rockets. One of the things that I was, surprised by us that the Rockets really are just going for the small ball and they traded away Capella. It, the fact that they traded him away too is nothing against Capella. It's just we have Russell Westbrook on this team so it doesn't work if we have someone clogging the paint. Right. Um, but 
I guess I've become surprised people being tired of of what we also talked about James Harden's being tired of his greatness that he's still averaging 35 a game Mm. uh, still shooting efficient numbers he's shooting almost 36% from three of course he's fish around the basket at the free throw line Mm -hmm. um, and all that Uh, but my biggest surprise and disappointment and it happens every year in the NBA. <laughs> the Wizards. Is, no. <laughs> no. How are the Wizards not the number one seed? No. <laughs> is why do bad teams, how are so many bad teams so boring to watch? And I, every year this, this shocks me that if you know you're bad and you can't compete, uh, why aren't you just trying weird stuff? Name them. Like, why, the why aren't you trying a weird zone defense or doing the cherry pick strategy or put five – centers on the court and see what happens <laughs> well, i guess the knicks did like six yes. try to put six uh six power forwards, power forwards together yeah, on a roster, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. or like well, i don't know put some weird full court press in or do an offense where your guards are the ones posting up you know i just want to see people if you're going to be bad you might as well make for the long term betterment of basketball and do some weird stuff to see what actually works and is entertaining to watch well to that point it's actually interesting because the some of the higher teams, the the top top tier teams, have been the ones who are willing to try new things. Like we've actually seen zone in the NBA. Like this is I probably this is most we've seen a two three zone probably ever, like in in the NBA. And you know remember the Raptors? They've tried this. They've tried a full court press in in a few games, and it's worked for mm-hmm. them. So I think I feel like the teams who are in the the upper tiers have actually been willing to be more experimental. Than the teams that suck, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is well, interesting. Maybe, maybe to experiment, you need players that are good. Who are that's good? Problem, that's a good point. But... That is also a good point. <laughs> but either way, give them maybe... someone to watch and good management. Yeah, yeah that's a good thing. What oh, team... spe- speaking of good management, this talking about Milwaukee and Raptors, the two most recent teams we like, two of the teams we talked about today, uh, even Houston, uh, small market teams. Like, these are not supposed to be basketball towns. Yeah. Uh, it's not Philadelphia. It's not New York. It's not Boston. It's not LA. Chicago, et cetera. Or yeah. Chicago, yeah. And how it just shows you what you can do with good management and some luck, right? I mean, right, think yeah. of the ineptitude of the Knicks year after year. <laughs> just, yeah. I mean, it must be awful to be a fan and see Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Bucks, be the favorite <laughs> to win a title after the Toronto Raptors just won a title. I mean, that's oh my awful. God. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, the Knicks are so bad. <laughs> yeah. So bad. I think you got you got to respect the Knicks fans more. Like, how do you stay a fan right. of that franchise for so so? Do you see long? all the Stephen A. stuff? Or not Stephen? Sorry, uh, Spike, Spike Lee, Lee stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's what? What is it like? Thirty million or something? What has he given over the years? Oh God, I even want to know. He's probably yeah. He's probably given so much money. He said he said he spends spends three hundred thousand dollars a probably. year. And I don't know. It's but, just crazy. So, so he stopped. He just completely stopped. Is that right? He's yeah. He's not going to any more home games this year. He's not. He's not going these. Really? Golly. Yeah. Like to me, look. If anything, <sighs> Spike Lee gives the Knicks relevancy. Like if anything, like you know, he's the he's the biggest super fan for that yeah, team. He's he is literally the he's face, the face of, the of the Knicks, and now you've driven away <laughs> the face of the franchise. Sad. Like Jim Dolan, get the fuck out of New York. Just get get out. Like <laughs> get out of that area like why are you still owning that team like the whole remember you, like, were, you mentioned connor in, uh in our group message about the the water thing when the grizzlies played the knicks and john Moran was like yeah there's no water coming down and the whole the whole game with the fight where jay crowder hit a three and 
I forgot who pushed him. I think it was Alfred yeah. Payton who pushed him. It was Alfred yeah, Payton. Like, yeah, that was such a that was one of the low points. You know, have the whole fucking crowd chanting "Sell the team." James Dolan. James Dolan reminds me of a. He reminds me of Jake Rudisill coming out. Um, sorry, kind of this guy we went oh, to high God. school with. He, we had a preseason, um, like a midnight madness type type event, and Jake Rudisill comes out and everyone boos him in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and after we talked, someone talked to him about it, and he was like, "No, they were saying Rudy, because <laughs> I was nicknamed Rudy." Like, that's, that, that's James Dolan. He like he thinks everyone's cheering. That him. honestly, he's like, "Yeah, that's yeah, actually yeah. High key. I bought the team, guys. He's I already like the, bought uh, it." He's like the Trump of the NBA. Yeah, he kind of is. <laughs> yeah. And also, well, Grant, I guess Trump has supporters though. Yeah, unfortunately, but <laughs> but Grant, that's actually funny you say that. Not that Jake Rudisil would ever listen to our podcast, but that's kind of a microcosm of his life, kind of. Yes, no, it. Yeah, it so it's kind of is. interesting. I hope but... this guy somehow finds a way to listen to this, yeah. so he can both, kick both the guys. Yeah, if we get if big we... enough, where he is listening to this podcast, <laughs> then he can he can't even get into that. That's so true. That's so true. Well, that's the end of the episode. I guess we should apologize, first of all, for cutting the show short, but we're going through editing and we heard a lot of mistakes at around this part in the show, so we decided to just cut it here, publish what we got, and then start anew for our next episode, but hopefully you all enjoy listening to the show, whatever the hell the show is even called, but hopefully you enjoyed it. And me, myself, Francis Carlotta, and Grant Heckinger and Connor Byrne, we will be back very soon with another episode of whatever you want to call this, especially in light of all the COVID stuff going on. Be safe, everybody, but we'll have more episodes coming for you, and just be on the lookout. Thank you.